Hello and welcome to Prosper Magazine podcast episode number two. In this episode I'm going to do a quick overview as to why we all need to eat organic. Basically it goes without saying that we are what we eat. We've got to read labels, we've got to see what's going into our bodies. Most people ignore it though. And when you go around the supermarket and look at people, you often see people who are sick. Just have a look at what's in the trolley. I've been to many hospitals in the UK just popping in. You have a look at the cafeteria. Most of the food that's served there makes people sicker. Isn't that great? Anyway, back to organic. If you're keen to improve your physical performance in running or strength training or whatever you do, you can't ignore the essential element of your diet. Ignore the energy drinks, the sugar with water, commercial drinks, but especially keep away from inorganic or chemically induced food. There's only one way forward for peak performance or anyone interested in improving the quality of their health, and that is to eat right. The knock-on effect of eating properly and chemically free is not just physical though. The hormones that make up our body and keep messages going around the body such as insulin and other things and our nervous system are built from what we eat. If we're eating poor food quality or food with lots of little tiny chemicals attached that we really wouldn't eat if it was in a glass, it's going to affect our hormones, it's going to affect our nervous system, it's going to affect our mental and physical performance. Now for most people I often say start with the paleo diet. It's a great place because it gets us back to the basics of what we need to eat as human beings wherever we are on the planet. It looks at what we're evolved to eat, not what is commercially put in front of us in the supermarkets. Now, if you're a vegetarian or an omnivore, it doesn't matter. We can both agree that eating what we've evolved to eat over millions of years is going to be much better for us than just eating the processed junk and the sugar foods that have only hit the supermarket in the past few decades. Obviously, if you know paleo diet, it also goes back to we shouldn't be eating grains, we shouldn't be eating dairy, because that's a recent innovation in our diet, only 10,000 years uh, for some people, a lot less for most people around the world. And that's why we often see ill effects with people who are eating grains. I'll let you delve into paleo diet stuff by yourself. There's Rob Wolf out there, there's Lorraine Cordain, uh, great people to read, and they take you through the biochemical pathways. Absolutely brilliant. Um, there's also stuff if you if you want to sort of, if you're a vegetarian and you want to get into paleo style vegetarianism. Um, now paleo tends to mean eating meat and fish, but there are ways around it. And we have a lot in common in that we try to get back to the source foods which we're evolved to eat, right? Not what's just commercially put in front of us. That's absolutely critical. And the healthier that the crops are raised, or the healthier the meat that is raised, the healthier it is for us to eat right sprayed food carries contaminants within it into the food chain which we then pick up and they build up in our body over time according to the research intensively farmed meat and vegetables carry more disease than the organic the soils are weakened by years of chemical spraying and the continued spraying of the crops animals that lived in so-called confined animal feeding operations CAFO confined animal feeding operations that's like prisons are routinely fed antibiotics now basically put the entire system is stressing plants stressing animals stressing the soils and then in turn stressing our bodies and the environment again according to uh, this is a great quote from dr mccola's site 
antibiotic-resistant disease is one serious consequence that now claims the lives of about 23,000 Americans every year, every year. And it's not just making adults sick, but it's claiming the lives of the vulnerable, the old and especially babies. We're seeing bacterial infections in babies that shouldn't be there because their parents are passing it on, because perhaps the parents have been eating sprayed foods and contaminated food that are coming through. Often meat gets the blame. That's why a lot of vegetarians run to uh, eating health, the healthier variety, they think. But if you go through the paleo diet stuff, they're often doing themselves a disservice because we are omnivorous. Some people need to eat more meat. Some people can get away with more carbs. Some people more vegetarian, etc. You know, we're all slightly biochemically different, but we shouldn't throw out the meat from the frying pan just because it, there's relationships with contaminated meat and people getting sick. It's often the hormones that they're fed, the antibiotics are fed, that are being passed through the food chain. Rarely do surveys compare organic meat with non-organic meat. They're just, oh, meat's bad for you, right? Well, how is it raised? And also, what are you eating the meat with? It's absolutely critical, okay? Now, I was induced, I was encouraged to do this podcast because I, I saw a petition. It was a very sad petition on change.org. I'm a great fan of it because it's all about getting people to vote and change people politicians minds and things and get them to wake up a little bit to how people feel out there but there was one recently of a parent who unfortunately lost her baby son from bacterial infections and from her point of view from what i read and from the people behind it she wants um people to be as, uh, checked for bacterial infection before they give birth which makes sense um, but also there's a, there was a sort of feeling that what is required are more antibiotics for people who are pregnant and more pharmaceutical solutions for people who are giving birth or going to give birth or have given birth, uh, which is fine. Pharmaceuticals, not against them, uh, but they play a last resort. However, often big pharma, as it's called by the critics, and pharmaceutical companies, and generally what we call allopathy in the West, uh, is symptom-based medicine. It's dealing with the symptoms rather than getting to the causes now, if the causes of higher levels of bacterial infections in hospitals, such as MRSA, etc., are or is the food chain that we're delving into, and it goes back to the source of the crops that we're raising and the meat that we're injecting with chemicals and hormones and antibiotics, if that's the source, that's what we need to be dealing with rather than dealing with the symptoms. Yes, we have to deal with the symptoms. If you've got a broken arm, it needs sorting. It needs, you know, checking out and putting into plaster if necessary, etc. If you've got an open cut, yes, it needs stitching up. You may need surgery for certain types of cancer, etc. But always, always, always go back to the source. And often our Western-based medicine doesn't go to the source, doesn't want to know. They don't talk to each other. The NHS in our country, the National Health Service, don't talk to each other across departments. Um, doctors do very little nutrition, for example, and often very uh, not very healthy themselves uh, because they tend to party a lot during their undergrad years. I know a few doctors. Um, and very few are um, peak performers in their own right. So those that are, those are the ones that you want to go to. Anyway, let's go back to the source. Rather than tackling the symptoms of bacterial epidemics, we should be looking at where it's coming from in the food chain. Now, I'm a free market, what you'd call a capitalist or libertarian thinker. I love the market. It provides, it does so amazingly well, better than government interventions, etc. And we respond to price signals very, very quickly. However, the market is not providing the chemically induced and, and injected foods 
It's been subsidised to the tune of millions, if not billions, around the planet every year, whether it's in America or the European Union or other countries. We are subsidising environmental disasters. We are subsidising bacterial academics as it comes through the food supply. Arguably, controversially, but arguably, we could say we're subsidising higher rates of cancer than what we need to have in our society, right? Because if we're eating poor food quality, that's going to have an effect. So, let's go back to where we were. If you're a peak performer and you want to improve your health, your mental and physical stamina, the two go hand in hand, of course, that means you need to be choosing vegetables and meats that are raised chemically free, and from farmers who are engaged in environmentally friendly practices. Now, if you are in the UK, I highly recommend Riverford. Um, there's, there's no compensation for me for saying this. We order from them, and I'm only going to recommend things on podcasts or in the Prosper magazine, which is available on Google and iTunes. It's free. I'm only going to recommend things that I've tested, checked out, gone with, and say yes. Now, arguably, from my point of view, there's only going to be a few things. Many of these can be books, etc., which blow your mind, shift your thinking, get you healthier, um, coaching methods, etc., etc. Um, but I love Riverford. Um, the founder, Guy Watson's got uh, his environmental values are, are impeccable. Um, he has a shot at the market every now and again, but he's, he's a bit misled on that one. You know, he's having to go at corporatism, which is very, very different in the supermarkets. Too tend to buy the cheapest, poorest quality food they can get from his point of view. Right. Anyway, check out riverford.co.uk. No matter where you are in the world, have a look at them and see what they do. And then compare with local companies that you've got to see how their ethics and their environmental standards match, right? So I know Riverford quite well. Um, Love the food. Great quality. The market system. I'm a free marketeer in economics. Works on what we buy. When we buy chemically sprayed and injected food... We're voting for it. We're giving a vote to those farmers to keep on pumping the animals with hormonal injections and antibiotics and keep spraying those crops. If we vote organic, that sends a signal back to the suppliers. Ladies and gentlemen, we're not interested in the chemical stuff. When I go into a supermarket, I teach my kids, say, right, let's find the chemical-free stuff. I say it out loud to people around me. Let's go for chemical-free fruit. Let's go for chemical-free meat. Where is it? I will ask people, where's your chemical-free stuff? They look at me puzzled. What do you mean the chemical-free stuff? Educate people. I want stuff that's not going to harm my body. I want stuff that's not going to put things into my kids that are going to build up and hit their immune system at a certain age. It could be 5 years, 10 years, 20 years down the road. It doesn't matter. I want a healthier body and a healthier environment. And I'm going to vote for that in the supermarket or with people like Riverford or local farmers who are engaging in organic practices. And I'm going to raise as much organic food as I can myself in our little home, right? Now, a lot of people say, yeah, but I can't afford organic. It's more expensive. Check it out. Check it out. You'll find actually there's not much of a damage on the budget. But anyway, can you afford to get sick? Can you afford that chemicals build up in your body and affect your hormones and affect your ability to perform at the rates you want to perform? Whether it's production in your workforce or or whether it's peak performance uh, on the athletic field or in the gym, whatever you're doing. Can you afford to get sick? Really? Can you afford that our nation's rivers and lakes are so polluted by a negative ecological cascade that no one can swim in them and that the fish die? That's really a moral crusade that we're on. And yes, I am a moral crusader on this one. Because when we look at the environment, we are destroying it slowly. We're killing the soil. We're destroying the nutrients in the topsoil. And it's only a few inches of soil 
that produce the great crops and animals that we need to live off as humans. It's only a few inches. It's like the atmosphere. We know about the atmosphere now. The ozone layer is only a few metres thick or whatever it is. And the atmosphere is only a few miles thick. We've only got a little of these things. It's not I'm into scarcity and fear-mongering. No way. But we're in, I'm into abundance. I love the planet and the planet can provide abundantly. But we need to vote that way rather than vote for scarcity, vote for things that have been subsidised, which are putting chemicals onto the land, which go into the river systems, which go into the seas and have devastating effects, and which also, on a particularly personal note, go into your body and undermine it. Right, got it. Let's go out, buy organic, do as much organic as you can. Ask for organic, ask for chemical-free, talk to your local butcher if you're eating meat. If you're a vegetarian, buy organic. It's not that much more expensive, and as I say, can you afford to get sick? Brilliant. Thanks for listening, guys. Live healthily and prosper well. Thanks for listening. Bye.